Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Wanty Ward, and my guest today is Sue Tolson. Sue is based in Hungary, and she specializes in Hungary and its wines. Yep, correct. So how did you end up in, let's start back to basics, how did you end up in Hungary? I went there about 20 years ago to teach business English, strangely enough. And but you're a linguist, are you? So I'm a linguist originally. So I studied French and Italian and then ended up with Hungarian and German as well. And I as, kind you, of got, as you do. As you do, yeah. Hungary, and I got Hungarian kind of stuck outside the UK, not the whole time in Hungary. Spent some time in Italy, some time in Germany, some time in Poland, but kind of got drawn back to, to Hungary a few years ago. Am I right in saying that Hungarian is one of the world's <coughs> most difficult languages? I, I believe so, yes. I think it was extremely difficult. I was much younger when I tried to learn it for the first time. I had a lot of friends who helped me, and I'm quite sure if I tried to learn it now, I would not be quite so successful. Why is it such a complicated language? Um, because it doesn't have any relationship to anything else. You know, people think it's connected to Finnish, and it has a, the language has a kind of similar structure, but the words are not the same. And it's full of all these kind of weird vowels with double accents. And so you look at words and you think, I haven't got a clue how I can say that. And it's the same with the wine regions, the grapes, and so on. Okay, so what did you do before that? I was a business English trainer and translator. I still translate, but I don't really teach business English anymore. So do you work with a lot of people? Is it you're just doing that for general companies rather than wine companies? or? Um, it's general companies. I do some, some wine things as well. I'm uh, translating part of a book about Tokai at the moment. I've translated various cookery books and books about Hungary but I also do kind of boring stuff about banks and actually a police journal for Austria which is a police journal for Austria unfascinating I have to really? say like 9,000 pages or something no no it's just basically it's it's some articles that they're going to put into a, into an international edition every year and uh, yeah that's quite interesting the topics that you find in this <laughs> okay so you're an Italian wine expert as well yes I am so what does that mean for you when you're um, in Hungary how do you use that skill well, I'm hoping to, to teach more about, about Italian wines, um, and I, I write um, on one of the websites where I write for generally, called, um, called Wine Sofa, um, which That's is basically name. focused on Central and Eastern Europe. It wasn't my choice of name, it's Daniel Erce, who's the um, editor-in-chief, it was his choice. It's to do with an old family sofa that they had, and uh, yeah, the fact that everyone sits on this same sofa. So it, what is the market like for wine in general in Hungary, and where does Italian wine fit? Well, the wine market in Hungary, I would say, is quite split between quite low-level basic wine and, and high-level wine. There's a bit of a gap in the middle, I think, and uh, not only for Hungarian wine. And, of course, we're a wine-producing country, so it's consumed primarily Hungarian wine. But there is Italian wine as well, and I think you see a similar split there. You have kind of low, uh, supermarket low-level um, wines, and then not much in the middle, uh, a, few, a few wines in specialist shops. And then you have much more premium wines like Barolo and Brunello and so on, things that are people are learning about wine want to try. Do people buy mainly from shops or was it drinking in pubs and restaurants? I think it's both. People will buy from shops, uh, they'll buy from specialist shops. A lot of people also buy directly from the winery. 
I was also drinking in pubs, and uh, what's very popular in the summer is spritzer. Um, so, you know, it's not so much a beer-drinking country, it's more a wine-drinking country, and you have a great variety of different, like, variations on spritzer, which is called fruit in Hungarian, uh, depending on the ratio of soda to water. And it's not unknown to see, like, Hungarian dry drink guys drinking, like, a pink pint, which is basically a rosé spritzer. Really? But do they do that? Because it's obviously quite a continental climate. It can get very cold in winter, but very hot in summer. That's true. So I guess that's... You're sort of hydrating whilst getting a little bit tipsy. Yeah, exactly. It's refreshing, but you don't get too drunk and you can keep drinking it all day if that's what you want to do. <laughs> what about, um, are there any sort of like Italian or restaurants that have an Italian theme, for example, in the Budapest? Oh, yeah, there's quite a range of Italian restaurants. And there's, there's one street which is almost known as Italian Street now because there's an w- Italian wine bar, which actually has a, a really good selection of Italian wines, including a lot of indigenous varieties that you wouldn't find elsewhere. So I'd say that's the go-to place for Italian wine. They have a gelateria, they have a restaurant, but you also have quite a few more Italian restaurants dotted through the city. But I would say that's the one of the best. So is there any kind of feedback on that restaurant in, um, in terms of its success? Or are people, are Hungarians kind of curious about foreign quotes, foreign wines? I think... Or are they very patriotic and A certain segment are curious. So it's very popular at the moment in Hungary to do all the WSCT qualifications and to learn about wine. It's Wine Spirit Education Trust. Yeah, and uh, so so, you know, people are curious if they're doing this to, to try other wines. I think the vast majority of people who are just drinking wine, as you know, just to drink wine yeah. and don't know too much about it, are not that bothered. And they might think, oh, I've got an Italian wine. That's exotic. That's interesting. I'll try that. But they're more interested in the price, I think, at that level. But I think there's a big, a big segment of people who are interested in quality wine and also connected to the wine tourism in Hungary that people will go around and visit. They'll also go and visit Italian regions and French regions. So they'll travel outside Hungary as well too. So what would you wines. suggest to an Italian wine trade body or even Italian producers how do you crack the Hungarian market? I think it would be quite difficult because Hungarians are very patriotic uh, and of course it's a wine producing nation and most of the wine is produced there but I think the way to crack it would be maybe to go for the mid-segment because there's not very much there at the moment. There's a lot of like uh, bottom shelf supermarket wines and there's a lot of top level wines but there's not very much of these sort of medium drinking wines in the middle except maybe Prosecco Right, so that's a popular wine then. It's a brand that people know. Yeah, Prosecco is definitely a brand that people know. But things like Brunello or Barolo, maybe less off the radar? I think less off the... Yeah, because of the price. I mean, obviously, uh, Hungary was a an Eastern European country and the purchasing power of people reflects this and also their knowledge about wines. People also tend to prefer slightly sweet wines if they don't know too much about wine. Um, but I think, you know, people who know about wine, things like Brunello and Barolo are not off the radar for these people. Um, they're very interested also in Etna and, and uh, Barbaresco. But I would say more about red wine. They're interested in the, white, really? the whites. Even though their most famous wine is Tokai, which is white and sweet. Yes. Or mainly sweet. Yeah, but I, no, I'm thinking more of Italian wines oh, in sorry, this case. Okay. They, if you ask people about, okay, what Italian wines do you know, these will be the ones that they come up with, these big red names rather than the white names. Yeah, sure. But Hungary does certainly produce a lot of white wine, and uh, there is more white wine consumed than red. Okay. Just want to say thanks to my guest today, Sue Tolson, wine writer based in Hungary, writing for Wine Sofa. We didn't have a sofa for you today, just a no, very uncomfortable... No, small, uncomfortable chair and a plastic small chair. Yeah, it's, um, it actually, this is a part-time greenhouse as well. It so could it's be, cheap, but it's yeah. green, so... Yeah, I mean, tomatoes, very popular. Oh, good, yeah, excellent. I should take some home with me. Yeah, quite high humidity, <laughs> um, plenty of light, and we've got, obviously, water and stuff in the studio as well, so... Excellent. Anyway, I just want to say thanks to my guest today, Sue Tolson. Thank you. Thank you.
This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 